Hello, hello, fellow dreamers, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Your Life podcast. I am so happy that you are here with me today. It's super early in the morning right now. Actually, it's not that early. It's six, but the kids are still not awake. And um, I crept downstairs this morning, made some coffee, and I'm recording this because it is Friday and I'm getting this episode out to you guys today and I haven't yet had a chance to record the intro, although this conversation was recorded last week. But, you know, this is this is discipline. This is commitment. And I was going to wake up whatever time I needed to wake up today to get this done. And this is actually a theme that we're going to talk about today. But first, I want to check in and just see how you are feeling today. And, you know, I want to start doing this more on this podcast, giving you a chance to just check in with yourself, take a moment and breathe through it and notice how you're feeling. And now I want you to think about how you want to feel today, how you want to feel after you listen to this episode just a little intentionality behind tuning in today. I've been much more intentional about my intentions, if you will. And even listening to a podcast or writing an email and definitely things like picking up the kids from school, rather than just going through the motions of it and rushing through it, just taking a pause and checking in with how I feel and the energy behind what I'm doing and how I want to feel and how I want to be. Just that little check-in can really be powerful in the context of just intentionally creating more days that you love and raising your vibration. So I do want to jump right into today's episode because it is just one that I... There's so many little raw, give it to me straight pieces of powerful advice in this conversation. I'll just put it that way. So I sat down with Michaela J last week. And for those of you don't who don't know Michaela, I was personally so excited for this because Michaela has like is like an OG manifestation podcaster. I think she was, it was, if I'm not mistaken one of the first, if not the first true manifesting podcasts I had ever listened to a couple of years ago, um, or like three years ago. And she has this just kind of laid back, straight shooter, no BS, and just like this casual, uncomplicated, funny, unrehearsed sort of nature to her that I just found not not only appealing, but also really refreshing. And then I went a couple of years and just hadn't listened to her podcast. It just, um, I don't know if I forgot about it or what, but, um, you know, I had started my own thing. And then a few months ago, she somehow came back into my recommended podcast list on Apple. And I listened to a couple of episodes and I was like, oh my goodness, I need to have this woman on Dream Your Life. Because I do think she just has this unique and raw perspective to everything we talk about here. And then I did a a little deep dive into her Instagram. She lives in LA too, by the way, not too far from me. And she is just unapologetically Michaela. And 
she of course talks about mindset and manifestation and spirituality on her social media, but she's also built this business as an influencer and has all of these brand deals, which I thought was really fascinating. And I wanted to know how she did it and more about her story, which I didn't know anything about and how she rose to be where she is now. Because I knew Michaela was just going to be a clear example and testament to the power of manifesting just based on where she is now and where I heard her a couple of years ago. So this conversation, we touch on so much, but I hear my kids, they just woke up clearly, they're banging around in the kitchen, so I'm going to speed this up. (laughs) Um, But if I had to sum up the themes in this conversation, we talk about the importance of discipline. Not just discipline in your everydays, but discipline when it comes to manifestation, to making things happen. Discipline when it comes to building your confidence. I mean, discipline is what I'm doing right now. I am disciplined when it comes to releasing this podcast. Sometimes it isn't in the most convenient times, and sometimes I don't necessarily want to do it, but it I show up, and that is discipline. Why your excuses are boring. This is like my favorite Michaelaism. She always goes like, oh my God, your excuses are boring me. And I love this because excuses are boring. We all can come up with excuses, but we can all also reframe them to stop procrastinating. And then finally, we talk about this idea of how to hold yourself accountable and to hold yourself to another standard and what it means to truly embody that next level you. So I don't want to share anything more. And also, I'm not promoting anything. I don't run ads on the podcast right now. I just want to make one request to you right now, and that is that if you are a listener of this podcast and you've been enjoying it and you look forward to the episodes, all I ask is that you take 30 seconds, not even, 30 seconds of your time to rate the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Um, It really would mean so much to me and to help the podcast and the positive messages and inspiration that we try to share here reach even more people. So again, if you love the podcast, dropping a rating and also a review would be nice, but not necessary. I would be ever so grateful. Okay, one last thing, and that is that if you have listened to this podcast for a while, you're going to notice that I have changed up the intro music. The last song um, served me well, but it just wasn't quite capturing the vibe of the podcast and of what I wanted to put out there. And this new song really does. So I hope you feel it too. And with that, uh, let's reconnect with our intentions on how you want to feel today over this next hour. Maybe it's inspired, maybe it's entertained, or maybe you're just looking to raise your vibe. Whatever it is, I hope you feel it, I hope you connect with it, and let's jump right in. Hello, hello, I'm Julia, and this is the Dream Your Life podcast. This podcast is your guide to intentionally creating the life of your dreams. We talk purpose and passion and love and work and money and family and attaining abundance across all of these things. I'm here because I know from my own experiences that with the right mindset, all of us can live our dream life. 
So join me and start dreaming your life today. Hello, hello, Miss Michaela. Welcome to the Dream Your Life podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. Hi, I'm so excited. I can't wait for our chat. I have a feeling it's going to be a vibe. Oh, me too. Me too. I'm already feeling it. Um, okay, so we always start with gratitude. So Michaela, what are three things that you are grateful for right in this like chapter, in this moment in time? Mm, so many things. I feel like this chapter of my life is really family focused in terms of like spending time with my boyfriend's family. And I'm just really enjoying that something that I haven't really had in my life. And so getting to have this sense of family and learning a genuine like support system, I just think I'm really grateful for it's a huge, there's a huge learning curve, but I'm really grateful for the lessons. Mm -hmm. It's been really fun. Uh, So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful because my apartment building is literally on top of a coffee shop. So I just, I don't even have to leave my building to get coffee every day. (laughs) I love Uh, it. It's so convenient. So I'm really grateful for that. And I recently got a sponsorship with the company First Form, which is like a health, fitness, wellness company. It does supplements and vegan protein. And one of my mentors is the owner of the company. And I've looked up to him for a long time. And so that was one, a long time coming of manifestation. Uh, and they, they send me so many products constantly. And I'm just really grateful for that. Not only that in itself, but also the opportunity that comes with it. So Amazing. all good things over here. Amazing. I love it. And I actually, I feel like that's a good segue because, um, I mean, I've heard, I know in general what you do and I have heard bits and pieces. And like I told you, I love, love, love your podcast. I think it's so Thank great. You. Um, but can you tell us a little bit or how would you describe what it is that you do in kind of like if you had to give like an elevator pitch nutshell <laughs> and then we'll dive into yeah. all of them. It'll be great. So my little elevator pitch that I give people when they ask me, what do you do for work? I own a spiritual education company. So I teach manifestation. I teach mindset. I teach positivity. I teach going after your goals and like taking action on making those happen. I take spirituality and manifestation from the standpoint of making it practical while also being a flow and being an energy-based thing. So I have a spiritual education company. I'm also a personal development content creator and influencer and a podcaster. So that's how I would give my little elevator pitch. (laughs) I love it. So how, I mean, this is good. You probably told your story a million different times in a million different ways. Um, And I've, and I, like I said, I've heard bits and pieces, but I'm so curious if you had to kind of describe how you got to where you are today in terms of the things that you've manifested. Can you tell us a little bit about that path? Oof. Oh my God. What a journey. What a journey. Yeah. So I just think it's important to know, like growing up, like I had a very broken household. I do not come from money. I don't come from good circumstances by any means. And so I've lived alone since I was 15 and having starting done that so young, I was always very independent because I didn't have a choice. It was like, you just have to make things work. And I think that in itself instilled this idea in me that it's like, there's no other option other than getting what I want. Because even back then when I was looking at it in like a very negative way of like, Oh, I have to do everything myself. And I'm so young and this is so hard. It's like at the end of the day, I had, I had to figure out a way. Yeah. And so 
I think it was going through a lot of hardships that taught me a lot of hard lessons that built into me having a really rock solid mindset now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to a point even like before I was spiritual, I was a pessimist. I was super negative. I hated my life. And I got to mm-hmm. a point where I was like, so depressed. And went after my first year of college, that I was like, something's got to change. And I remember looking in the mirror one day and thinking like something has to change. It has to start with me because there's no way I can change my external reality. There's no way I can change these circumstances happening, but I can change myself and Mm -hmm. I can change the way I feel and I can change the way I look at things. And I knew that not because anybody was telling me positive propaganda around me, but because I had one friend. I remember this so distinctly. I had one friend who was so positive. She was always like, I remember back then like Snapchat stories were like the cool thing. And she was always posting like how grateful she was for her coffee. And she's like, I'm so grateful there was no traffic. And I just remember thinking like, why is she so happy? (laughs) But I I knew like she could take, because she lived in the same hometown as I did since I'm from Nebraska. I was like, if she can be happy about Nebraska, like there's got to be a way I can do it, you know? And so I, I started my spiritual awakening when I was actually studying abroad. I made a commitment to myself that I was just going to show up as this version of myself. I always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And now being so far into this work, I know that that is like the key lesson of embodiment. It's like, mm-hmm. if you want to go to the next level in your life, you need to be that next level person. And it makes taking the action steps so much easier. So that was the first concept that I used when I was working on my spiritual journey without even knowing what it was at the time. And I think that's been a key driver in building all of this success and all these manifestations I've had. It's like, I've always just focused on the embodiment, the embodiment, the embodiment, aligning all the elements that go with that. Because once you feel like that person, once you're in that headspace, you take action as that person and the cycle speeds up. Mm -hmm. And so I came from a really hard start, but it instilled hard work mentality in me. And then when I switched over to a positive mindset, I understood that, okay, when I feel good about myself and I like how I'm showing up, the hard work is a lot easier. And that kind of took me on this path where I now teach all of this to people. And I teach manifestation because I went on this personal development journey afterwards, after the study abroad, because I was like, I just did all this work on myself. Like I want that to stick with me when I came yeah. home. And so I deep dive, like did a deep dive into manifestation spirituality for nine months. And when I remember one day, another looking in the mirror moment where I was like, I have to teach this to people. Like my whole yeah. life is different. I am so different. I, I felt a moral obligation to share it. And that's where I started my business and started moving things in a different direction while still in college. Wow. Okay, Michaela, so many questions. But my first (laughs) is, um, okay, so you're in college, you're in this really kind of dark, negative headspace, you go, you see your friend um, posting all these things. And you're like, there's something to that. I control my extra like, there's, what was that moment for you where you're like, I am going to, if I'm going to change my reality, I need to first work on myself. Like, did you read a book? Did someone like, did you already know about manifestation? Tell me about that. Yeah, no, I didn't know about manifestation. Nobody in my life was spiritual. I was raised Christian in like a Christian household. And in Nebraska, people are typically either like Christian Catholic or they aren't religious. Like spirituality is just like not a thing really. And so it was genuinely like a download that I had from the universe one day. And I was like, 
it just has to start with me. And I remember thinking like, well, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. Like, I have no yeah. idea. Um, and I didn't even know what that was going to end up looking like. But my, the first few things that I, that I knew was a problem for me was that I was so negative because I had that example of my friend being so positive and grateful. I was like, I have to find a way. And so I looked at like, what are the things that make me feel the most negative? And it was like talking badly about myself, talking badly Mm -hmm. about other people, complaining, drama. And so when I went to the study abroad, I didn't know a single person that was going to be there. Nobody knew me. So I was like, I'm just not going to do any of that. I'm not going to engage in any of it. And when we remove all of these like negative habits, there's so much space for more positive things to come in. And it's like, then I learned how to really have my own voice and like not care about the noise and care about like, what does Michaela feel? How does like, what is Michaela thinking about? Like, what am I feeling in this experience? And I think when we're present with ourselves and with with what's going on, we get so many downloads and things are so different. And when I was back at home before that, I didn't want to be present because I didn't like my life. And so instead I just lived in my head instead of in my body, instead of in the experience. When we live in our head, a lot of times we're not very intentionally choosing our experience. So it was difficult because that's a hard practice to have where it's just like takes that mental discipline to be like, snap out of it, snap out of it, snap out of it. Like, don't complain. Don't think this, don't think that, don't say that. And it's exhausting, but it's so worth it when you break that pattern. Totally. So for you, was it like you were at this proverbial rock bottom moment where it was just like enough is enough. Something's got to change. And like when you see, I mean, you've you've now helped so many women. Like what what does it really take to make that decision to Mm. like get to that point where it enough is enough. And you finally decide to make a change because it's really yeah. is a decision. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a, it has to be a powerful decision in one moment. And it's so, it's so hard, right? For me, it was just a draw the line in the sand where I was just, I was so sick of my own shit. And this yeah. is something that I still think about to this day. You know, it's like, we all go through moments, even with all the mindset tools I have, even with success, mm-hmm. I've built in all these manifestations. I still have moments where it's like, I know that I can go to a next level. I'm just not putting in that level of work or I'm not being extra intentional to do that. It has to be a moment where you're like, I'm so sick of my own shit. Yeah. It's time to make that change. And I love thinking about this in terms of like other people. A lot of women will come into my world and they're like, I want my boyfriend to be spiritual or like, I want, I don't want my family to think I'm a crazy crystal girl. You know, there's just like all these things that come up and it's like, you have to just lead by that example because those people aren't going to change until they want to change. And so it's really that moment for ourselves where you have to want it so badly and I think we cling on to our comfort zones and what we know, and then we don't want it bad enough. Cause we're like, Oh, well, this is comfortable. But mm-hmm. one thing that I've started to challenge my thinking in like a next level way is like, well, is this really comfortable is like staying in the same level comfortable because it's not because we want more. And mm-hmm. so you have to want that change more than you want your comfort. Yes. Okay. So you do, you, you're, you're on this like intuitively led personal development journey. And Mm -hmm. I assume that you're starting to see some changes reflected in your actual reality. So 
at what point are you like, holy crap, this is working. Whatever I'm doing is working and I want to take it to the next level. Yeah. I remember one of the first things I very consciously manifested where I was like, whoa, this, this shit works. And it was at the time, so this was now leading into my sophomore year of college. And I started a blog because I was writing about motivation. I was writing about organization because I was, I was working in the summer and then I did my study abroad and I was taking, I was a double major. I was in class. I was doing all these things and I was traveling. People were like, how do you manage all this? So I started blogging about it. So I was like, I remember thinking like, I'm so sick of giving everybody the same answer. Like here's yeah. a blog post. Yeah. <laughs> um, but while I was blogging, I like, I wasn't making any money from that. And so I was like, okay, well, I want to get a job on campus. I remember this is being like one of my very first intentional manifestations. I like took myself through the exact process I teach today. So I was super like, my first step is clarity. And so I wrote down the exact kind of job. I was like, I know I want to work in social media. I know I want to work in like an office space where I'm not being monitored all the time. I can kind of do my own thing hybrid. I could work from my dorm, come in. I wanted to be able to, I remember I'm so badly like everything. Every little thing. Everything. I was like, I want to be able to eat there. I want to be able to pick my own hours. Yeah. I want to get paid this. And then I found a job that met that exact description. And then the second step of my manifestation little routine is like, is the embodiment piece. So I was like, okay, I'm going to walk into this interview as if I already have the job. If I had this job, what would I wear to work? Wear that to the mm-hmm. interview, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I went, took myself through all of these things. And one of the exercises I did to get my energy on board, where I was like acting as if, is I said this affirmation to myself every day, five times a day for five days. And then I got the job on the fifth day. I was like, I'm so excited to start working next week. And this was even before my interview. I was like, I'm so excited to start working next week. I would tell myself that out loud every day. (laughs) And the day of my interview, they hired me an hour later. And I, and it was literally a week after it started that affirmation. And I went to work the next day. So for me, I was like, holy shit, this works. Because at that point, I had been doing all of the mindset work. And so this was one of the first times I was like, I'm going to put this into action. I'm going to mm-hmm. put this process into something and see how this goes. And once that worked, I kept rinse and repeating kind of that cycle. Like my manifestation process is four steps. And I like doing the affirmations out loud because it's so much more powerful. And I just got to the point where I was like, everything I'm, manif- I'm wanting, I'm manifesting, I have to teach people. Oh, I love that. And then- you have the evidence. So that just propels it even further. And then you yep. have more evidence and more evidence and more evidence. And that just like leads to the stronger and stronger belief. Um, mm-hmm. I love that. And I want to hear your four step, but I also want to ha- hear your take on this, on embodiment. Cause I think we, yeah, people hear about this a lot. And, and I've talked about it on the podcast, this, you know, in order to manifest that next level, you, how do you start to embody her now? So two mm-hmm. questions for you. The first part is, for you, when you were first starting out, you said this was something that you did. And, you know, for someone who's in that position of having maybe had like a traumatic, tumultuous childhood and never really even uh, like being able to feel what that next level is yeah, um, or know what that is. And maybe there isn't quite the vision or the clarity because they don't have any examples in their life. How do you start embodying that? 
Mm. when you don't have evidence of that in your life. Yeah. No evidence. There's nothing around you. That's totally what I lived in Nebraska. It was like everything I was like interested in or inspired by was not my external reality at all. And some people might not even have that inspiration. They don't even know where to look. For me, I adopt this mindset that it's my job to be inspired. And this is Mm. inside and outside of my career. This is for every aspect of my life. Like it's my job to say, stay inspired with my relationship and be inspired to like plan certain date nights. And we do this and we do that. It's my job to stay inspired with health and fitness, change up my workouts, always be activating a new goal, a new level. And so it's less about where to look for the inspiration, inspiration, but just knowing it's your job to find it. And when we're constantly seeking that out in different ways, that helps us put that vision together. And I remember when I was at that point in college, I was like, I kind of knew at that point, that's like, I didn't want to go into my career fields that I was studying. I was a double major in fashion and French. And so I had like this whole plan. I was going to do the fashion thing. I was going to get my master's in Paris, whatever. And I kind of knew at that point, like, I don't work well being told what to do. I've been fired from like every job I've ever had. It's like, that's not really going to be the vibe. Uh, And I just like knew that that wasn't really what it was going to be. But I was like, well, what else am I going to do? And so it's really looking at, okay, what are the things that I'm interested in? How can I, again, continually get inspired? And I think when we follow that, our intuition picks things up along the way and it helps build into us finding our purpose and moving forward in a different direction. I love that so much. And I just want to repeat it. Just, it is our job to be inspired and to look for the inspiration Yep. in every area of our lives. I, yeah, I love that so much. Okay. So my second part of the question on embodiment is, mm-hmm. um, well, the, I love the way that you talk about manifestation from more of this like quantum energetics perspective. Yeah. Um, I would love for you to explain that a little bit, like 3D, 4D, 5D. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's let's go. Oof, there's so many things <laughs> that I have to say. Yeah. I like talking about, so the 3D, 4D, 5D, these are the spiritual dimensions. There's 12 of them. I talk about them on my podcast. I have a whole program that breaks them down. But these are the, the energetic levels that we're playing in at all times. We are innately on the 3D because the earth is a 3D place. And we're already tapped into the 4D because that's our thoughts, our feelings, and emotions. 4D is not something we can like touch and hold. It's not the tangibles. That's the 3D. But we have this consciousness that quote unquote like doesn't really make sense of why we have this consciousness, but it's there. That's the 4D. And when you're mastering manifestation in your life, that's in the 5D realm, because now you've understood your thoughts. You've understood your emotions. You've understood that you have these feelings. 5D, we get to do something with it. Mm -hmm. And the biggest lesson of the fifth dimension is learning to prioritize love over lack. And because once we lean fully into love, things start manifesting a lot faster because you're at such a higher vibration. You get to continue ascending into all of these levels. And so when we're doing this process, it's asking ourselves, is this a loving decision or a lack-based decision? Like, am I staying at my job because I love my job or am I staying at my job because I'm afraid I'm not going to find anything else? Am I like, 
am I working out because I love my body or am I working out because I hate my body? Regardless, you're working out and that's quote unquote good for you. But if you're doing it with the wrong intention, you're not going to get those results as fast as you could. If you're leaning into like, I love my body. I want to take care of my body. You're going to get results faster. And this ties into the quantum realm because all of it's just a vibration. The Mm. words we speak, these concepts we're talking about, like the better we feel, the faster things are moving, the faster your manifestations are going to move. And when we break it down into the quantum physics side of things, which I love talking about because it's the science behind manifestation. So good. One of my favorite concepts to relate this back to is that when we say we're going to quantum leap, right? When we're quantum leaping into this new reality or quantum leaping into the next level version of me, that's actually a scientific term. It's not like a spiritual mumbo jumbo that we just <laughs> throw around. Yeah. Uh, and it's because like inside of an atom, electrons are jumping energy levels. That's the quantum leap. And in order to do that, these electrons have to vibrate at such a rapid pace that they can literally not only leap, but sustain the new level. And when we, we can sustain the next levels again, when we're leaning into that loving vibration, because we can sustain love and tying it all together. It's like, it's easier to sustain love when you're constantly inspired and when you're constantly seeking out that inspiration, because you're like, I love this vision. I love how I feel. I love the action steps I'm taking. And you're going to end up feeling like an, an entirely new person because your whole body is vibrating at a different rate than it ever was before. Yes. <gasps> Preach. This so is good. so good. <laughs> and you know, you, once you get into that vibe, like you can feel it. Like for me, I, I can feel when I, when a manifestation is coming, I, I, I know when I feel really, really good and inspired mm. and excited mm-hmm it's getting closer. And I've seen this as evidence so much in my life and with my clients and everything that when, once you just tap into that a little bit and you start to understand that feeling, you can start to replicate it and you can start yeah. to realize like where you are energetically. Ooh, I love that. It's like, it's, you're getting wrapped up in the magnetism because it's like the better you feel and the more you're working on your mindset to get your mind on board, the more you're taking action towards it. You're like, yeah, this is really happening because I'm doing the things to make this happen in the energetic world and in the physical world. And I love talking about that because it's like, basic law of attraction, like attracts like. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I look back on like growing up where my life felt so tumultuous and like everything got worse and worse and worse, it's like, well, Anna was being negative. So of course things kept spiraling. Had I had a positive mindset would those circumstances change? Probably not, but would, but my feelings would have, my experience would have been different around those things. And so even if you're in a situation right now that you're not necessarily happy with, there are some certain, like some things out of your control, we can always change our vibration the way we're looking at it. And we can tap into that same magnetism by saying like, okay, when has something in my life gone my way? When I was doing that work and I was taking the action, I was feeling so good about it and focusing on that feeling because you've already felt it before in some way, shape or form. So the more we can tap into it and like see the momentum it builds and ride that, it's going to be a lot easier to move forward. Exactly. It's like, if you can just prioritize feeling a little bit better and feeling good, then all those other things become easier, right? Then you become inspired. 
then you get the ideas, then you create the vision, and then you start moving towards it all the while building momentum on that feeling good. But it has to start with you feeling good because it's going to be really hard to be inspired when you look around and all you think is, I hate my life. Yeah, exactly. It always starts with us, which is like the craziest thing for me about my story. It's like, that was the first thing I th- I thought of that like ended up triggering this whole awakening. It's like something has to change and it has to start with me. And yeah. that's my job. And this is why I love focusing on feelings-based manifestation yeah. rather than like, I, it's easy for us to give examples or like you're manifesting a car, you're manifesting money, you're manifesting right. this. Like that's easy for us to conceptualize, but when we focus on the feelings, we open up such a bigger playing field because when you're like really stepping into that energy that we're talking about here, it's like so many other things, so many other doors open up just Mm -hmm. because you're choosing to feel good. And like you said, like that's when the inspiration comes. That's when the ideas, that's when your purpose comes, the action steps, because you're not focusing on, I'm manifesting a business. You're not focusing on, I'm manifesting a car. You're like, I'm manifesting feeling free. I'm manifesting feeling open. I'm manifesting self-expression. And it's like, there's so many things that play into that. That's one of my like biggest hacks when it comes to manifesting. What's the key feeling? Because all of the other things are going to fall into place when you feel that way. Yeah. And to your point, it's not even that the, the doors open, it's that you notice that there are doors open that you didn't even notice before. Um, okay. So let's jump into your four steps to manifesting. And, <gasps> yes. and you know, what'd be so cool is if you share the four steps and then talked about how you, you, you've used them in your own life and business. Mm, so good. Okay. So my four step process, it's the same four steps I have used from the very beginning, which is really special to me. Cause even though I, I learn, I grow and I change these four things have remained true. And I've been doing this for four and a half years and it's so simple. So the first step is clarity. It's always finding out like, what do I want? What do I desire? And again, you're going to know that through your inspiration. And so for example, with this sponsorship of first form, it's funny because it was a long time coming. And then when it happened, it kind of fell into my lap, but because I put these things in place, First Form is owned by Andy Frisella. He is one of my, I've been in his business program. He has a huge podcast. He's somebody that I look up to a lot in the business world. And so I, I always consumed his content. I knew he was a ma- owned a massive business. And I put myself in the room where I was in his business program because I knew I wanted to be involved in some way, shape or form. And I remember with the business program, it was something you had to apply for. It's not one where you can just kind of pay and sign up online. I remember putting in my application, like, you're going to know my name and I'm going to be working out in your headquarters gym one day because in their headquarters, they have a massive gym in the very middle. I was like, I'm going to be in that gym. We're like, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do a good pump together someday. Um, (laughs) So I was like, I was so clear on what that was going to look like. The second step is really focusing on those feelings. It's matching the vibe. So when I'm thinking about manifesting, it's like, okay, if I already had that vision, how would I feel? If I already had that sponsorship, if I was working out in the gym, how would that feel? And for me, that always felt very like expansive. Even talking about it makes me feel like my heart is opening. Like, yeah. cause it's like, it's an opening of expression. It's an opening of opportunities. It's something mm-hmm. that's really big. So for me, it was like focusing on how can I be 
open and how can I play bigger? How can I express myself more and be more opinionated about certain things? Because his companies, like they have really strong core beliefs and it's like on every label, it's on all of their packaging. They even like playing at a bigger, but like more refined level. Every single package first form sends out has a handwritten note every single package. And it's a massive company. So I was just like, okay, so the standards are elevated. So I had to feel that way. That comes from doing the inner work every single day of like working on limiting beliefs, doing shadow work, whatever you feel inclined to work through and choosing those feelings. The Mm -hmm. third step is where we take action. And I call this like the the act as if basically, if you were already, (laughs) if you had that thing that you were, if you had this vision, you were that person, you felt this way, what are the action steps you would be taking from that? And so for me, it was with this sponsorship, it was being in the rooms. Like I said, it's like, I joined the programs that I could get access to. I applied for things, you know, it's like, I knew about the product. I just like was always in that world doing it in the way that I could. And then it's like, I continued to be consistent with my social media, with my business, with my podcast. So those doors were open because again, like it was a very open feeling. It was very expressive. So the more I did that in my business, the more that creates the opportunity. And the fourth step in the process is literally trust the universe. When Mm. we are thinking about manifestation, a lot of times we talk about it as a co-creative process. It's 50% you, how you feel, the work you're doing inside and outside. And it's 50% of trusting that the universe is going to realign things. So that happens. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I rinse and repeat this process every day. Cause it's like, I know what I want. I did the inner work. I feel this way. I took the action. Now it's in the universe's hands. And when you can detach in that way, that's when things start to flow in. So here I was over the last two years, just continuing to build my brand, play bigger, have higher standards, make myself more visible. And one day I woke up with a message from somebody from First Form HQ her name is Paige. If she listens to this, love you, Paige. And she messaged (laughs) me and was like, she messaged, messaged me and was like, I am here from first form. We want to send you something. We want to get on the phone with you. We want to sponsor your podcast. And it's like, I was like, holy shit. You know, it's just like, this is a dream come true. I remember waking up, seeing it and like immediately sitting up in my bed and being like, oh my God. It's like partly, oh my God. And also like of fucking course, because I've been doing this rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. So that's the four steps. It's like, it's clarity. It's knowing what you want. It's matching the vibe. It's being like that act as if, what would you be doing if that was already you and trusting the universe? And that process, because I know people will probably think this, I rinse and repeat that every single day, every single day, because it's so simple and it's so, it's easy to follow and it's not too much, right? Totally. No. And I, I, I feel like, I mean, as you're, I, I don't, kind of define the steps in the exact same way, but I do that exact same kind of thing, which is, yeah, it's really is this first, the, like creating the vision. I think it's so interesting to me because that always feels like objectively, oh, that's easy. But that's also so many people don't do that, right? They just yeah. kind of let life happen to them without stopping and being like, what do I want? And let me put it out there. Let me declare it. Let me, you know, shout it out and tell people what I want. Like you need to do that. If you want to manifest something, it's not going to happen if you're not clear on what you want. A thousand percent. And I think some people are so uncomfortable stating with what they want. And I think that's part of the issue. It's like, 
when you don't know what you want, it's usually from compounding either other people or yourself feeling bad for wanting those things. Right. And it's up to us to break that pattern. Like I know, like my mom always struggles with coming up with the vision. She's always like, I don't yeah. know what like what my life purpose is. She was like, I always wanted to be a stay at home mom. And then I did that. And now you guys are grown up and whatever. She's like, well, now what? And it, it's like, because for so long, we weren't asking ourselves, what do I desire? Yeah. And it can be so hard or even like for me growing up in kind of a broken family, it was never about what do you desire? It's like need, 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 barely getting the needs. So for me, once I was kind of in that overflow, it was like, I had time freedom, I had financial mm-hmm. freedom. I had, I had full freedom. I was like, oh my God, what do I do now? I don't even know where to go from here. And so a practice that I love to go with that, if somebody listening struggles with this, is every single day writing a full page of what do I desire right now? Mm-hmm. And this could be like, I desire to get a coffee today. It could be, I desire to have a great day. I desire to go for a walk. It could be, I desire, desire to get a new job, a new car. It can be anything. It totally, does not yeah. matter what. It could literally be like, I desire to send this person a text. Like, I don't care what it is. But it's just creating that space and making it a habit to tap into your desires and know that it's okay to have them. And that helps open up that. that. I love that. And I love starting because I think sometimes the the quote unquote bigger desires, like the longer term desires, those are sometimes where we get tripped up because they're too big and we don't know how we're going to get there. And then we our ego comes in and all that. But if you can start with those smaller, like I desire a coffee, I desire to um, mm-hmm. send someone a text, get some, get a text from someone, you know, feel this way, that can kind of start to create some momentum. And then you might be like, you know what? I desire to fly to New York City. I desire yep. to, the, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I desire to have a career where I'm traveling and meeting a lot of people. And that might you know, starting small might get you into this mindset of like actually thinking about things that excite you and tapping Mm -hmm. into that feeling. If it creates those little butterflies, that creates that feeling of expansiveness to your point, then yes, that's a desire. I love that. And it's a great way to pivot how we're thinking about things. Because when we get to those moments, we're like, well, I don't know the vision. I don't know the vision. I don't know the vision. It's like, yeah. you're just beating against a wall. Yeah. This yeah. is like, okay, well, like, let's start with just like point A. Like, let's just flip the switch so you can be more open. So then yeah. all of that can come in. So yeah. I think it's great. I think I'm a big believer in habits and rituals because yes. it's like those add up over time. And it's always the little things that we do, you know, even when it comes to like growing a business, people are like, well, how have you had so much success? I'm like, I'm so consistent, like yes. painfully yes. consistent. And it's- we need to talk about this because I think like, <laughs> I'm so glad you brought this up because I have a point too, because I listened to your, I think it was your last podcast on discipline. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people also come to me and they're like, you know, I love how quickly you've manifested, teach me blah, blah, blah. But then they don't realize like, I am so disciplined. I have Mm -hmm. my routines. I am committed. I do things when they feel hard. I do things when I don't feel like it. I'm just very much, yes, there's a magic that we can tap into and there's a flow and I believe in manifestation in the universe, but there is discipline, commitment, and consistent action that you need to take. So I want your thoughts on this. And then um, I also want to ask you, 
Like what are some of the biggest excuses when it comes to discipline? Cause I think mm. what was it? I wrote it down. You were like, um, what was it? Your, oh, your, your excuses are boring me. Yep. <laughs> your excuses are boring. I knew yeah. that's going to be what it was. Yes. Yes. An OGMJ quote. I say yeah. all the time. Discipline is so important. And I think, especially when we learn about manifestation, everyone's drawn to it. Cause we're like, Oh, it's so easy. I don't need yeah. to do anything. Yeah. Uh-uh. Like, Mm-mm. I'm sorry, babes. You're wrong. You're wrong. Like this is a 3d world. We're having 3d experiences. We have to also take 3d action. Things can seemingly fall into our lap. Like I said, like with my first form sponsorship, I woke up one day and Paige messaged me. I didn't reach out to them. They reached out to me. Somebody could be like, wow, it just floated in your lap. And it's like, Yes, but also I've been building a brand and a podcast for four and a half years. So it's, it has, there's so much that goes with it. Discipline is highly important, especially when we're shifting our mindset. Because when you're disciplined to do something as simple as journaling every single day, you are going to feel more confident in the changes you're creating. Because not only are you sitting down to actually do that work every single day, but you're sitting down to do it every fucking day. You're going to be like, yes, I am changing. Yes, this is working because I'm showing up for it every single day. And that makes you more confident that you are going to get what you want when you're constantly doing it. For me in business, it's like, okay, if I'm posting a podcast every single week, like the podcast is growing, regardless of whether or not I actually look at the numbers. I'm like, I'm showing up every single week. So the people will show up for me. It's that law of attraction, but I have to go first. We have to be disciplined. We have to put in that work. And the biggest excuses are always like, I'm tired. I don't feel like it. I have this, this, and that going on. I can't do that right now. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, okay. I'm like, if you wanted to, you would. If you wanted to, you would. If you wanted to, you would. I will, I live and die by that. Yeah. And it's always, I even post this on my Instagram story today. Like I was doing my daily journaling right before this. I was like, I've been working, I've been doing things. I had an interview earlier and I was like, I have this pocket of time. It's like 45 minutes. That's where I'm going to squeeze it in. It doesn't have to be the first thing when I wake up. It doesn't have to be this two hour ritual. Not everybody can do that. I can't even do that every single day, but I'm going to fit it in because I know it needs to get done. And I'm willing to find the times to do that. If you're that willing and that committed to the little things, you're going to be so much more committed to the big picture. And it's mm-hmm. always about finding a way. People are like, I can't pay for that right now. I can't do that right now. And it's like, well, you can always do it in microwaves. I yeah. remember being on this journey and starting to think about these concepts with embodiment. And I was like, okay, well, next all of me would like always have her hair done. And she would like always, she would wear all these designer clothes. Like she would always have her nails done. It was like, but I couldn't pay to get like my acrylics done every single month at the time. And so I would just paint my nails at home. It's like, how can you simulate this now without making the excuse to like, oh, well, but it's not exactly that. It doesn't need to be. It's about the vibe. It's about showing up in the way that you can. And there's going to be days, like I could talk about this for so long. So, and I'm no, like, and so, could, so could I. And I think, um, you know, I, an excuse to your point, a lot of people are like, I don't have time. I have, I'm so spread thin right now. And I have to say, like when I started my business, um, I had a three-week-old baby. I had a full-time career and um, two older kids. And I, I had every excuse <laughs> not to start a podcast, not to, but you know what? I wanted to change my life. I wanted to do something that felt more aligned with who I am. 
I had the vision and it was going to take showing up, you know, recording while nursing, like doing a million things, going to bed a little bit later, waking up a little bit earlier, um, changing up, you know, like it wasn't like all fun and games, but I could make it work. And anyone can make it work if you really desire it. Right. Mm -hmm. If you really wanted to. And that's why I always, I always say this to myself. I say this to everybody online, your excuses are boring because there's always a way to work around it. And if you're making excuses, you're fighting for your limitations. And that is just so boring to me. And it's so boring, literally. And it's like (laughs) these things we make excuses about are things we want, right? It's like, I want to go to the gym because I want to take care of my body. I want to feel amazing. I want to start the business because I want that freedom and a new direction and purpose. We want these things. yeah. And it's like, why don't you want it bad enough? Yeah, you you're so comfortable in your limitations that you will fight to the ends of the earth. Why don't you fight for yourself? Like yes. fight for the things you actually want and kick your butt into it. Because there's so many days where I don't feel like it. There's so many moments where I'm like, oh, I'm not in the mood to record this or do that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It's like in those moments, my best tip is like when the days where you're just like, oh, I just really don't want to stop thinking and just go do it which is easier said than done, but it's the only way you're going to start to build that discipline. Yeah, totally. And if you're like really not feeling it, change your environment. Like I like to just get outside, go for a walk, come back. That literally just like 10 minutes in the fresh air could give you a little jolted energy and then go, go to your desk and do the darn thing. Right. Like just do it. Um, but yeah, the, the excuses are boring. You're always going to find an excuse for everything. Mm -hmm. And so it has to be, it can't be a feeling of being ready, right? It has to be a decision and a commitment to do that. Um, and to your whole point about accountability, like, you know, I always think of, I'm sure there's so many people who are very accountable when it comes to their friends or to their work or to certain obligations. But then when it comes to themselves, it's out the window, out the window, like hold yourself in a higher regard, get show more respect to yourself Mm -hmm. by doing the things that you actually want that are going to get you to where you want to go. Yeah. It's like, why do you respect the people around you in your job so much more than yourself? Yeah. And it's just sad. It's sad because it's like, I think people are afraid of being selfish or they're just, they're afraid to hold themselves to another standard because they're fear, afraid of failure. They're afraid of success. And it's like, you just need to care enough. You yeah. just need to hold yourself in a higher light. And that's why I love taking an approach from embodiment because it's like, once you feel like you're this next level person, you're going to show up for yourself yeah. in a next level way. And it's yeah. like, we almost get over that hump when we really focus on the embodiment, which is why like in my process, I'm like, you know what you want embody, And then we take the action because mm-hmm. it's like, if you know what you want, then you're like, oh, well, I should do this, but I don't feel like it. It's like, no, because next level, you doesn't need to feel like it. She just does it. Right. Right. Okay. So let's take a, an example of an excuse. Like, I really don't have enough time. I am working 10 hour days. I know that I want to start something on my own. Um, I don't even have time to work out. I don't even have time to eat a healthy lunch because I'm back to back to back to back to back. So this just doesn't work for me. How do we reframe that? So funny. So it's like, oh my gosh, every excuse in the book. So it's like, first of all, 
if you really don't have time, you can't even eat a healthy lunch. Like, can we get a meal prep service in here? Like, do you have time to do one day for meal prep? Like my best friend is a night shift nurse. So he works 12 hour shifts overnight, four days a week. And he still finds time to like meal prep his meals the day before he goes to work. So when we quote unquote, don't have time, it's like, okay, well, where can we just learn to be more efficient with our time? And it's like, okay, you want to focus on your own personal growth, but you quote unquote don't have time, go for a walk and listen to a podcast. It's like meal prep your food so you don't have to cook every single day and then use that extra time to do that. You don't have time because you're exhausted after work. I get that. Go to sleep, wake up a little bit earlier and plug in that time. Again, it's always about like, where can you find those pockets where you can make it work? And I remember feeling that way when I was in college, because I was like, I was a double major. I was working my job. I was blogging and I knew I wanted to start this business. I was working on things in the background. I was traveling. I was in a relationship, like everything under the sun. And I remember I had to start like planning out my days from 6 a.m. and plan it by the hour until like 10 or 11 p.m. And I was just, I wanted it so badly that I was Mm -hmm. willing to figure it out. So it goes back to what we were saying earlier. It's like, you just have to want it bad enough or else you're always going to fight for those limitations. So when you feel like you really don't have time, it's like, where can we be more efficient? What can we substitute in? So you get some of your life back because when we want to start and go do something different, we want our life back. We want our freedom back. And sometimes there are investments that go into that. You know, like I remember at that time in college, when I was planning out my hour by hour, I started getting a meal prep service. So I may have a meal, like just one for the day. I couldn't pay for doing all three for a whole week when I was in college, but I could pay for one meal prepped meal a day. Mm -hmm. So it's always finding the little ways you can change things now. I love that so much. Okay. Last question for you, because I think when you look at your Instagram or listen to your podcast, um, you you can just tell there's a confidence that just exudes from you. And I know that that's something that you've built over time. And I'm sure that's been a big part of the inner work that you've Mm -hmm. done and journaling and all that stuff. But um, one of the things that, you know, I think is a theme in your podcast that I've heard you in a few episodes talk about this idea of like really letting go of this whole fear over judgment, fear of what people think, fear of what people may think. And I've done podcast episodes on this too. And I think this is something that intellectually most people understand, like me obsessing over what someone thinks of me, (laughs) not helpful, not a good use of my time, not a good use of my energy, but yet it is in a lot of ways, this evolutionary trait. So for Mm -hmm. you, in your experience and getting to this level of where you are, and of course you have opened yourself up through that your platforms to a lot of potential criticism, a lot of yeah. judgment, a lot of people saying things. How do you go about it? And what is your biggest advice for people who are are, are scared to either go for it because of the fear of judgment or scared to embody that next level or be bigger, speak louder, you know, be more authentic because they're too, they're scared of how they're going to come across. Right. I think this also goes in perfectly with like us wasting time or saying we don't have enough time. And it's like, yeah, well, maybe you do. You're just spending all that time worrying about what all these other fucking people are thinking. (laughs) So I think when I am dealing with moments where I'm feeling like 
I'm afraid somebody's going to judge me, whatever. Like I'm from Nebraska. People did not get it. Like people were always weird around me, my own family. I had a family member be like, you're in a cult. This, these are cult yeah. teachings. And I'm like, no, it's not. You're just confused. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, I've had so many moments like that. But when we are afraid of judgment, we're afraid of what that other person is saying is more right about us than how right we are about us. And it's like, you need to care about how you look at yourself more than them. And we're worried about their judgment because we're already judging ourselves. So anytime you start fearing that, like, let's say you want to start a podcast and you're like, well, what if like Molly from high school is like, thinks it's so weird. I'm talking to myself on the internet. Well, do you think it's weird talking to yourself on the internet? Like, let's look at that. The, mm-hmm. Every single time I have these thoughts and it like, even when people like people will leave bad reviews on my podcast and they're like, well, I don't like this. And I don't like that. And I don't like your voice. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like if I was insecure about my voice, then I'd be like, oh my God, do I have a bad yeah. voice? Waste of time, waste of time. So anytime I have those moments where I'm afraid of judgment, I look at the thing that I'm either afraid they're judging me for or that hurts that they are judging me for. And I ask myself, is that something that I'm already feeling and that I'm only getting upset about because it's a projection. It's mirroring what's already inside of me. And if it's not, I don't blink twice about it because also you have to remember, like it's oftentimes if you want to have a brand, podcast, content creation, business, whatever, anything you do, it's about so much more than just yourself. When I started my podcast and my business while I was still living in Nebraska and I was like, these people aren't going to get it. No one's spiritual. They're going to think I'm weird. I'm like, well, it's not about those people. It's about these people who do get it. And these people that want Mm -hmm. to hear what I have to say. And I remember when I launched like my first official launch day, I was deeply offended that none of my friends or family said anything about me launching my business when they knew it was something I was working on. They knew it was something I cared about, but I had to snap out of it and be like, they're not my ideal clients anyways. They're not the people I want in my community anyway. Yeah. And to that point, by the way, I mean, and I love all my friends, but like to this day, like I get way more support from strangers on the internet. A thousand percent. (laughs) And it's like, love them. Yeah. But it's like, I don't need to expect that from them because they're not the ones I'm necessarily talking to. And if they're there and they see it and they like it, that's awesome. I know I have so many people that I like haven't talked to since middle school that like now listen and share my podcast. And Mm -hmm. it's like, if I had been afraid of what they thought and then I didn't share it, like then they wouldn't be getting this content now. So if they get it and they like it, great. If they don't, cool. You're not my audience anyway. Totally. It's about you sharing what you have on your heart for the people that need to hear it. And if, again, if that judgment is hitting you, look at what that is meaning for yourself, not because of what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, because it, you're you're absolutely right. Like I, I I think I've mentioned this on the podcast once, but um I was doing an Instagram live and someone was like, "You're boring," and I was like, "Because because <laughs> I know I'm not I know I'm not boring, right?" But if they had said something like, "Oh, you think you're so privileged" or something, like that would have sung. Mm. And so I I realized like there is something there that I need to look into because if it's something that triggers you, mm-hmm. like it's not even on them. That's on you to figure out what that is. And then that leads to yes. shadow work and inner work, which then can lead to expansion and growth and all of it. 
when we look at it as like feedback for our growth, it makes it a lot easier because I've had so many moments where people will say things about me online, or I'm afraid they're going to say certain things. And I always look at my triggers as opportunity for shadow work. And something that I talk about in my shadow work program is like, if the moment you have a trigger, like write it down in the notes section of your phone, you don't yeah. need to sit down and do the whole shadow work session right then yeah. and there but it got a ping out of you. So that's something worth looking at. And the more you look at those pings, the one you're back in your power, because when we're afraid of this judgment and when that throws us off our game, we give that fear, that person, that thing more power versus like looking at it and being like, oh, that really stung. And I'm not blaming them. I'm looking at why it stung for me. I'm going to fix that. I'm going to grow through that. And you're just 10 times more empowered. Yes. Oh, I love that. Right. It does. So for any kind of trigger, write it down in your phone. Um, but also like if you are just fearful of judgment in general, maybe get more specific. What exactly are you fearing that people are going to judge you about? Yes. Right? Versus mm-hmm. like, I'm just scared of putting myself out there. Well, like, what does that even mean? But why? Yeah. yeah like why? why? I ask myself that a hundred times a day. I'm like, well, why, 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 why? Until why, you why? get yeah. to the core, like the core of it. And the things that we're always afraid about, like for that kind of general thing, it's like, oh, well, I'm afraid because of this and because of that. And it's like, you're only afraid of it because you're already fearing that now. You already feel that way now. That's why it's a trigger. That's why it's a fear. And mm-hmm. so it's like, it's not that once you launch the podcast, you're scared that you're going to look weird. It's that you feel weird now. So we mm-hmm. have to clean that up, like get ahead of the curve. And that's where we really start to create some of these quantum leaps in our life because we're just on top of things. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, okay, Michaela, I, at last parting words of advice for someone, anyone who's just ready to up-level, ready to just like start showing the world a better side of them, just like ready to just make this next chapter one where they're really living in alignment and loving life. What is that advice? Mm, The first thing, oh my God, I'm sorry if you can hear those sirens. Um, (laughs) The thing that comes to mind immediately is that you can do hard things. Because when we are ready to up-level our lives and change things, it's just like I talked about when the electron builds up all this energy to quantum leap and then sustain it, it's hard work. There's things you're going to have to do. It's uncomfortable and it's exhausting because you're putting in so much conscious effort, but you can do hard things and it's always, always worth it. All right. How do people connect with you? Tell us what's going on in your life right now and the best way for people to get into your world. Yes. Right now. So come hang out with me a thousand percent over on the podcast, Mindset, Magic and Manifestation podcast on every platform. It's amazing. It is you amazing. won't regret it. <laughs> Thank you. Hang out with me there over on Instagram. I'm at the Michaela J. And then two things that we have open right now in my world. If you want to come play, come work with me in the MJ world. So my signature manifestation academy, the mindset, magic, and manifestation method, four months life transformation, spiritual deep dive. Or I have a monthly membership where you get a new training for me every single month. If you're ready to just dip your toe in on how to level up your life, it's called the Level Up Lux Lounge. You guys can message me about either of them and we can find the right fit for you. Love it. Thank you so much, Michaela. It was so great to meet you. And Michaela and I are both in LA. I'm sure 
we're going to do this at some point. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. It'll be great. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. And for everyone still listening, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I feel your support and I am sending you so much love and light. Have a wonderful rest of your day, weekend, week ahead, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.